Crap with Beth and Matt. Cut to Crap is the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Hey there, how are ya? Happy Friday, friends. This week we are joined by our good friend Gina Hatzis, who is too much woman. We talk about what it means to be a too much woman and why you shouldn't be toning that down for anyone. We also talk about how you can start loving yourself, showing up for you, and being your most authentic self. Let's jump into it. Hey! Gina! Hi. Hey, baby! How What's you going doing? on? Doing re- you really a well. a little mic issue this morning. Let me know if my sound's okay. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, likewise. No, you sound great. You look great. Um, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hi, Beth! Hi! Nice Beth, how are you doing? Gina. <laughs> I already love you. I've binge watched or listened to some of your uh, podcasts this morning. So nice. you're Yay. my kind of woman. My kind of woman. I- I was just telling Matt, I was like, oh my God, like the too much woman. I'm like, I can totally relate to that shit. So <laughs> I love it. I'm super excited to uh, talk to you okay. today. Yeah. It's going to be so yeah. good. So good. Yes. Everybody's got her water. Beth, Beth has her coffee, it looks like. Coffee so. and water. Mm-hmm. Coffee and water. Hydrate or dihydrate. Let's do this. Yeah, dihydrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gina, what's new in your life? Are you uh, getting ready to... First of all, let's actually, before we talk about what's new in your life for our, for our audience, so obviously we're just going right into recording, what, um, give us a little bit of background on you so everybody that's new to, to Gina, yeah. they can learn about you real quick. Sure, thanks. Okay, uh, what do you need to know? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the too much woman. I am a 25-year speaker. I actually spoke corporately, publicly for most of my career, and then a couple of years ago, I delivered a speech that um, was picked up by Goldcast, which is an online um, uh, media source, and it went mm-hmm. viral to 50 million. And Ooh, it was a story very shit. true to myself because, you know, like I work with women, I'm an empowerment speaker. So, you know, I talk a lot to a lot of women. And the story that I hear repeatedly is, you know, I'm not enough, I don't feel good enough, yada, yada, yada. But my story was a little bit different. My whole life, I was told I was too much. I was told mm-hmm. that I was too sensitive, too emotional, too dramatic. I had a big mouth, so I was too opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can relate. Um, I took up too much space. I, I was too ambitious. My body was always too voluptuous. I was always this the, the too muchness. So I spent my life contorting myself, dimming down. Um, as a speaker in a male dominated industry, you know, I couldn't look like this. So I spent much of my career, you know, wearing suits. I manned up. I tried to fit into the role of what I thought a speaker needed to look like to play by the rules of the game. So I would bind my breasts. I wouldn't wear heels or anything provocative. My hair was in a bun with fake glasses. And the turning point for me that I talk about in the speech, and this is getting to your point, Matt, is, um, at one point I delivered a killer speech and I remember feeling so good about it and walking out into the parking lot and someone from the audience came up to me and I, I look like a man. Like I, this is not like, I, I know this isn't a podcast audio, but I didn't have flaming red hair or red lips or, you know, I just looked mannish intentionally. And I was mm-hmm. out in the parking lot and I was accosted by someone from the audience who pulled me really close. And they said, you know, I have a fetish for librarian types. And this was just one of many Mm -hmm. times where I was sexualized and disrespected, not only professionally, but personally, no matter what I did. So I was like, fuck it. Can I swear on you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Please Please fucking swear. I don't know what the rules are here, but I was just like, we have no rules. 
if this is going to happen, I'm just going to show up fully as myself and my too muchness. Like, I'm just, I'm going to go there because no matter what, no matter what, there are going to be repercussions. And so anyways, uh, that changed the trajectory of my life. That one speech, I got, you know, a book deal. I've been on tour for three years, pre COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been on the biggest stages of my life and I'm, I'm really more than anything, all of that stuff is really exciting, but more than anything. And the way that you and I connected Matt, um, is because I realized from that speech that that wasn't a me story. It's an us story. And that so many of us, not just women, men, women, uh, everywhere on the spectrum, we want to show up fully as ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think we need permission. That's bullshit. Let's just, let's just do it and be models for one another. Yeah. Just, and I'm really big on that, right? Especially these last, what, six months or so on social media. Um, I've just really been trying to be my authentic self and just show people who the fuck I am and where I've been. And because people want, people need to see real it's, we've been fed fed bullshit our entire life. And where has it gotten us? We're, we're sad. We're lonely. We're, we don't love ourselves and it's, it's got to stop. What's so fascinating, and I'm, I'd love to know what your experience has been, both of you, but what's so fascinating is it's really popular now for people to say, be yourself, be authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially on TikTok where we met, where it's, I think of all social media platforms, the place where, you know, people are invited to show up really as themselves. But here's the thing, here's the thing that I found is that when you spend your life, decades maybe, pretending, like putting on a facade, trying to be something else, trying to masquerade as a good girl, as a nice guy, as a smart, mm-hmm. per- whatever it is, trying to be that person. Most of us don't even know who the fuck we are. So yourself. when we say be yourself, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, hold on. I don't even that? know. <laughs> who am I? Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's yeah. that self, so self-discovery people, journey. Yeah. They come to a point in their life, they call it a midlife crisis, but I like to call it a midlife awakening where you're kind of like enough with the bullshit. I want to, it's not about becoming someone. It's about unbecoming all the shit that we thought we needed to be. And so some people, it's easy to feel lost and it's normal for all your listeners to feel like, I don't even know who I am now that my kids grew up and out now that I don't work at that Mm -hmm. job anymore. Now that I, you know, who, who am I? So this is really the, the bigger issue. Uh, which is kind of fun when you think about it, like figure yeah. your shit out. It's your time. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my God. I can so, so relate, especially with to- yeah. TikTok and stuff. Like I get accused of swearing too much. I'm not right. empathetic. Um, it, meanwhile, it's like, I'm telling you what you don't want to hear. So I'm the bad person. Um, right. I'm not going to change who I am just so you, yeah. you know, you're going to like me, you know, right. put, me in a little, put me in a little box. Right. So you're being too provocative. And the story for women, especially, is that mm-hmm. we can't use foul language. We can't be passionate because then we're seen as crazy. Uh, you know, we're, we're dramatic. We're drama queens if we shoot straight to the point. So that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Stepping into yeah. too much this is really going to aggravate people. But that's OK. We're here to cause change. Yeah. It's not going to stop me. Make some noise. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm going to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to fuck shit up and take some names. Take names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're right. And the more you try to fit into that box um, of what society expects of you mm-hmm. and what, you know, doing things to make other people happy, the more unhappy you're going to be as a person, because it's, it's never going to be enough. You're, tr- you're, you're being called too much too, but then you're also never going to be enough because they're just going to be taking and taking yeah. and taking yeah. from you. And you're going to be giving and giving, and giving until you can't give any more. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're opposite sides of the same coin. Like being too much is the same as being not enough. Like being too sensitive is the same as not being 
strong enough. Like, so there, it's just different languaging, right? So at the, yeah. at the end of the day, all we get are messages that say that we're wrong. We're wrong yeah. in our bodies. We're wrong in how we show up. We're wrong in our communication. We're wrong in, we're feel, in our feelings. We're, we're just fucking wrong in everything. And that's how the personal growth movement, which I've been a part of for my whole life, you know, I'm recovering now, but it's all about being something other than we are. And so, you know, I think what you do and what I do, we have the same mission. It's like, we want people to understand how powerful they are when they just cut the bullshit, right? Yeah. When they just cut the crap. Cut the crap. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that vi- that video, that the viral video, I fucking love that video so much. It's me as a man, when I watch it, I get chills, you know, just what I can see and feel your passion in it. And mm-hmm. the, the, emo- the raw emotion that you have in that video too, just delivering that, that message, like, and I'm sure you didn't expect that kind of a reception either, but it just, that, that's the beauty of viral videos and going viral yeah. on the internet. You never expect it. Yeah. But. And that's actually a really funny story because I, at that time I was a speaker for about 20 years and I was invited to speak at a competition and I thought it was going to be like 20 people in a bar, like an, a stand up open mic kind of thing. Um, and so I decided for the first time in my career to tell my story, not to tell what I thought people needed to hear and what they'd relate to, but to tell my story. And I remember saying the event coordinator, no one's going to get this. No one's going to get too much woman, but this is the one time I'm going to do it for me. It's 20 people in a bar. I didn't expect it to get on the internet and go viral. So that was the beauty of it. The fact that I was being most myself was the time I had my greatest success. So that just goes to to show. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. I know me personally, you know, since I've gone through this own journey of my own the last, what, three years since like 2019 or so, when I've started being my just true to myself and that authentic version of myself and discovering first and foremost, what that, that most authentic version of myself was, that's when, you know, I've, I found success in all things that I do. Yeah. I found happiness and yeah. was able to leave all that other shit behind. Yeah. I think an important piece too, and I, I just keep jumping in because you bring up so many good points. <laughs> so number one is, do we even know who we are? Like when we say cut the crap and be yourself, like yeah. the first thing is, do you even know who that is? Because if you've been playing the role for so long, we don't, many of us don't even know. But the mm-hmm. second thing is we don't talk often enough about how freaking scary and challenging and difficult it is to show up that way day in and day out. Because we've, we've set up a whole construct, a social construct around our identity as that other person. So that means the people who are around us, the friend groups, the way of thinking, everything's been set up to support this old way of being. So once we decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to speak up and be myself. I'm going to swear like Beth, you know, I'm going to just shoot straight from the hip. I'm going to tell it like it is and call out the bullshit in the diet industry. What happens is there's a huge backlash because people are like, wait, what the fuck? That's not who, that's not who you are. That's not, this is, this is not what we do here. And Mm -hmm. so we have to talk about how difficult it is and how it's so important to create systems. That's like people like you found bad. I found you like create pockets where we can be validated and accepted and supported in that space because we can't live in that old ecosystem as this new person. Right. It's just, it's, it's too hard and it's too painful and it's exhausting because we feel like, like we're fighting people all day long. Yeah. It's like the caterpillar coming out of the cocoon, right. And becoming a butterfly. You yeah. can't, mm-hmm. you're, you're ready to, to leave the cocoon and, and blossom into your true self, but you can't stay in that, that safety of the cocoon anymore. Now you have to fart, face the harsh reality, the yeah. harsh realities of the, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. nobody talks about how often the butterfly wants to crawl back into the cocoon and be like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm out. Too hard it's out not, here. 
It's a beautiful story to say, I spoke my truth and I start, I went on tour and I got a book deal and my life changed. You know what? That's not the full story. The full story mm -hmm. is that. And I lost friends. My family was like, what the, what are you doing? Why are your boobs out? And why are you, why is your hair red? And why are you talking about these things? Like, mm. you know, professionally, I got, you know, blocked out of a lot of, there's just, a, there are a lot of repercussions. And I don't think we talk enough about not only how hard it is, so the honest truth, but then also what we need to do about it. So it took me a good year to get my equilibrium again because I was like wait where did everybody go like I'm like woohoo I'm on top of the mountain and it's like silent up there there's nobody up there mm -hmm. there's no one like applauding unless it's strangers on the internet it's like there's mm -hmm. no one like where's my fan where where is everybody cheering for me and nobody talks about that the butterfly doesn't just fly away and music's playing and you know she, she flies away and she's freaking alone most of the time just to find mm -hmm. other butterflies right we don't talk about that yeah, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about that for sure. Yeah, um, well, you see it. I'm sure yeah. you, you're you experiencing it because you guys are are, are way showers. You're on TikTok calling out BS all the time. And what's the backlash? Oh, my God. What What is the backlash? Um, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're every name under the in the book. You know, we're, we're yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. We're we're dumbasses. We're um we're just trying to sell things, which is funny because the only thing we sell is like our, our time and expertise with clients. Right. You know, right. um, we're not going to sell you products or anything like that. Uh, right. Everything. There's so much backlash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you lose, you also find the people along the way that you were meant to be in your life too. Mm. Yes. Fuck which, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and we for need sure. that. We need to know that there's yeah. other people like us. Like for me on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um. I, since last summer, I think I told you this, Matt, I was banned. There's so many people reporting my content mm -hmm. that I, I've been banned. I literally have not moved. I think I've moved like 5,000 since August. And so I went through three months of just, I was done with TikTok. I was just like, people aren't ready for me. People aren't yeah. ready for me. And so I've kind of come back slowly now. I'm like just plugging in again, but it's, those are some of the repercussions is you just get deleted. Mm -hmm. You just get deleted. And so mm -hmm. uh, we got to, we, we've, for me, I've I found that I had to take breaks along the way. It's oh, not yeah. just about fighting and pushing yeah. through. I've got to kind of tap out and say, you know what? I don't have to be a badass and be like, I'm going to stay here. No, I need to really take care of me first. And so I took some time. That's off. being badass right there. Taking it care is, of yeah, because your mental health is, is important. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big yeah, be, being a badass trying trying to persevere and just push through it, push through the grind and all the bullshit out there. That's not healthy. That's yeah, that that gives that fake persona of being badass, but we like you're you you can't sustain that. You're gonna crash and burn. You're yeah. gonna yeah. yeah. So yeah. being badass yeah. is taking care of yourself and your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, everything. All of it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So then, since you're coming back and and reintroducing yourself to TikTok, have you found yourself tempted to tone it down a little bit, or are you still unapolog unapologetically you? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm taking a different approach, not just with okay. TikTok, but with everything. Now that mm -hmm. the world is starting to open up yet, now I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, I'm planning going back on tour. Yes. So starting to plan that is different. It's different than it was. The world's different from two years ago. So right. my message is different. My energy is different. Who I am is different. And so it goes back to what we originally said. So I'm figuring out my identity all over again. I think we, 
we change and morph. We don't just go from caterpillar to butterfly. It's like the butterfly morphs into different kinds of butterfly. Like, yeah. so it's ever evolving. And I think that's normal too, to like, like even for you, I'm sure, like you have a project this year, that's your focus and the energy next year might be different. Right. And so we, we are constantly evolving. So for me, um, I'm changing, I've changed so much myself that I'm changing my approach a little bit. Um, I'm really interested right now in identity. So let's talk about it, how it relates to your audience. Like, so let's say, for example, I really want to change something about my physicality, my weight, my health, my whatever, right? So change occurs in one of three states. One is we have a goal, like the result. It's like, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to, I don't know, lift something. I want to, I don't know, be a sure. size six, right? So right. there's like goal oriented. Everybody's like, have a goal, have a strong goal. Okay, that's cool. That's important. But that alone isn't going to get you there. So number two, mm -hmm change occurs with a process. So you have a, a way of getting there. So that's like keto or, you know, all this, whatever, or even just calorie reduction. There's, yeah. there's a way to, there's a method, right? There's a way to do that. So that's important. Like, you know, having a goal is important. Having a process is important, but what nobody talks about and what I'm really passionate about is the third way. And you can do the other two things, but if you don't do the third thing, um, it's not going to be sustainable. The third thing is you have to change your identity, who you believe yourself to be. So for mm -hmm. example, if I just say, you know, I'm going to run 30 minutes every single day and I'm going to cut out carbs, right? That's like, I have a goal. I want to lose weight and I'm going to run and I'm going to cut out carbs. But if I don't fundamentally change who I think I am, mm -hmm. I'm always going to be the fat girl who's trying to lose weight. And that's not sustainable over time. Like I, I've got to, so it's, it's really getting habits in place that I start to think of myself as a healthy person. Like for you, I'm sure both of you, I'm sure you struggle up and down every day with, you know, you don't always want to exercise. You don't always want to, but yes, you will always act consistently with who you think you are. So Matt, you identify maybe as, you know, a fit, healthy guy who takes care of prioritizes his health, like in fitness. Mm -hmm. So over time, you're going to act in alignment with, with who you think you are and nobody okay. really talks about that yeah. part am i making sense yeah, yeah. you're uh, <laughs> yeah. you're visualizing it and making it happen you know speaking it into existence in a way right mm -hmm. yeah. That, yeah that's so coincidental too because i i literally made a video this morning i don't know if you saw gina on tiktok but i i was on my walk and i made a video about uh i, I asked a, i asked my audience a question I, I said let me ask you a question i said what do you think losing this 10 to 20 pounds is going to do for you Right. Uh, you know, is it yeah. going to make you happy? Is it going to change who you are as a person? This and this and this. And my answer then I said, let me answer that for you. The question, the answer is no. You know, you, it's so much more than that. If you don't, like, it's not going to make you happy. It's not going to get you to where you want to be. You know, it's, it's just a means to an end and in a way, but if you don't know who you are in that process, and if you don't know what drives you and, and who right. you want to be, that's, it's, it's, it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so much of like, when I think about it, so much of it for me is like, you, you can make a commitment to every single day, you know, walk your 10,000 steps, right? But if fundamentally there's a part of me that always sees myself as that fat girl that's struggling, um, it's gonna make it so much harder for me to commit to that action every single day. Like I can do it in the beginning because I have momentum, maybe I hire a coach or maybe mm -hmm. I lose a little bit of weight. Like how many of you, you must know people who have lost a shit ton of weight, but they haven't changed anything inside. Like right. oh, yeah. I have a best friend, for example, who's a marathon runner. I think she has 17 under her belt. She's just, wow. she just fundamentally runs because it's who she is. If she doesn't run, 
we went to the Amalfi coast a couple months ago and we spent a week there. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, are you going to take off your running? She's like, take off. That's who I am. I can't breathe without running every day. That's it's who she is. Um, but there are people who lose weight and they're, they're still that, that fat person in their head and they look gorgeous, but they don't have the confidence because they don't identify with being that fit person. And so it's, it's so important that we talk about what it means, who the person is that you want to be like, who Mm -hmm. is the person. And that's, uh, actually not to get too into this, but what we, that's, that's the problem we see with like weight loss surgery, because with weight loss surgery, there's not a big focus on the mental side of things. So all of a sudden now you're, you've, you've lost all this weight, but you're still that, that same person that was overweight or miserable and this and this, because you haven't done the, 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 the work on work. your head and, and your spirit. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly. the mental work, I have, I have another friend who had uh, gastric bypass like over a decade ago and she's okay. gained slowly gained the weight back and made mm-hmm. herself very sick doing it for that reason. What's so interesting is like, how do you start to shift that person? You Like you look in the mirror and you've lost all this weight, but in your head, you're still the fat person. Right. And so your habits are always going to your habits, your daily habits, a thing you do mm-hmm. every single day is always going to be in alignment with who you think you are. So mm-hmm. you could try something for a couple of days, a couple of weeks and hope that mo- motivation like keeps you on track but it's gonna inevitably fall off because yes. it's not who you are. You haven't changed anything inside. That's why people who win the lottery, what is it like 75% of them within a year, they're dead broke because yeah. they still see themselves as poor people. Right. So yeah. they haven't changed their habits. They spend like a mother and then, mm. you know, that's why. And yeah. that's why you could take all the money in the world away from rich people. And within a year, they'll all have the money back because they just, they have habits and a way of being that, that generates the wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. I love, I love the, the, the talk about habits there, since that's what we talk about so much on this yeah. podcast with our coaching. Um, so finding that identity, what, how do you go about finding who you are? I mean, Let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah. You've got me fired <laughs> up. These are like my- <laughs> yes. All right. Let's throw some fire. Okay. So let's break this down. So once we, once we understand that we fundamentally have to change something about who we think we are so that our, you know, our habits are going to be consistent with that, that goal, that thing that we want. The question obviously becomes, well, how the hell do you do that? How do you, how do you change your identity? Like, do you just think about, I want to be a fit person. Do you just pray on it? Do you meditate? Like, what do you do? Well, one of the best, easiest shortcut ways to redefine who you are is by changing what you do. So for example, if I say to myself, I want to be a reader, I don't just pick up a book and I read a book and you know, one day, and then I don't read for another six months. That doesn't make me a reader. But if I read five pages of a book every single day, I become a reader. So an athlete, for example, or someone who's fit, they don't just go and they just, you know, work out one day and take a spin class mm-hmm. every single day. They're going to do something that's going to move their body. That's what makes them fit. That's what makes them an athlete. So the way that we start to shift our identity is by small, consistent actions, the emphasis mm-hmm. on consistent. It's like, what am I doing every single day? If I want to be a writer, 
I, you know, I don't just write a poem and can call myself a writer. I am committed to writing every single day. So one of the best ways that we can do that is start to curate small and the emphasis is small mm-hmm. and consistent habits. And the reason yeah. small is so important is normally when we want to set a goal, I'm sure you see this with your, with your clients, right? They're like, I want to lose the 25 pounds and I want to lose it like yesterday, right? Yeah. We're so focused on the end that we don't understand all of your energy all of your energy just has to be in the beginning, creating those consistent habits because you literally just have to put the reps in. You just mm-hmm. have to put the reps of the action in. And as you every day start to flex that self-trust muscle and show up every single day, you the results will come. They'll take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to make it top heavy. And so you start to see, I'm a person who gets up every day and walks 10,000 steps. I'm a person who drinks water all day long. I'm a person who reads two pages of an inspirational book every single day. I'm that person. The only way you're that person is by creating habits that prove to you who you are every single day. Yeah. Consistent action. That's it. Those actions, meeting those goals, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we talk so about that. We have like, we, I know for me, I know mm-hmm. for me, I'll, I'll speak personally. Whenever yeah. I've wanted to change my body or lose weight, I've, I'm an all or nothing girl. I'm like, that's it. I'm cutting all this out. I'm drinking a gallon of water. I'm no sugar. Like I just, mm-hmm. and it's not sustainable because my identity over here is like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, mm-hmm. So the motivation will only last so long and then yeah. it's going to wane and then I'm going to be screwed again. So that's yo-yo dieting for you. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you kind of mentioned something there about like losing weight as, as a woman and being in your position and your past and everything, have you felt a lot of pressure from society and everything to, to lose weight? Like, because you were, you were deemed too much and things like that. And was that something you struggled with when you were just before you became this version of yourself? So I started off in the dance world. So I was a dancer. I was an athlete for the first 20 years. So I've had, I've experienced the eating disorders, the body dysmorphia, thinking I was so humongous and looking back and I was, I was like, I was, I was master of my body. I was like a muscle machine. Yeah. Um, so definitely recognizing that there's a gap between who I think I am, my identity and who I am, who I was. As I started to get older, like I've never been more juicy or voluptuous ever, but I, I weight train like five times a week. I'm, I'm healthy and fit and I take care of myself and how I, so my body in my forties doesn't look the way society thinks it should look as someone who might be fit, but I am. And so for me, what I've changed is I've changed the identity around how my confidence being equated to how I look and more about how I feel like I've never felt sexier. It's hard for people to get because I've Mm -hmm. never been more voluptuous, but I've never felt sexier because sexiness attractiveness, confidence is really about you being in alignment with who you think you are. It's like Mm -hmm. you're acting in accordance with who you think you are. Like it's the same thing. So I trust myself. I know who I am. That's sexy. That's confidence. Even though my body doesn't look like I should be. People are like, are you really? Yes. According to whom? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, according to who, right? Yeah. But the truth is, having said all of that, I will tell you that I don't know how many people a day, men and women say, you're 
who you, your energy is so attractive. And so I've never had more people hit on me being the biggest weight that I've ever been. So mm-hmm. I think fundamentally we it's understand energy. that energy mm-hmm. is attractive, that kind yeah, of energy yeah. is attractive. Hell yeah. How many of you have met people who are perfectly proportioned, but their attitude or their energy or their personality their, their vibe is bad. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And you know, I'm 35 and that's actually, I don't care. Like looks are still important, but that's not what is important. The most important thing to me, that's probably n- number three to five or something on the, on the list. You know, it's, it's the energy, it's the personality, it's the vibe. It's, mm-hmm. are they a good fucking person? It's yeah, all right? these other things. And don't people, isn't there people's attitude make them so hot? Like I can be so attractive yeah. to someone who people don't think are hot. <laughs> like, they're like, what? Oh, yeah their vibe it's like yeah. whoa mm-hmm. it's like when you have an ex that you can't stand anymore and suddenly you're like what did I how was I even turned on by them like they're <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah well that's I mean our exes are exes for a reason too and and hopefully we learn something from uh yeah. from our exes and yeah that's kind of what took me on my, on my own journey of self-discovery was I just kept finding myself in the same vicious cycle of dating the same type of people or jumping from one relationship to another. And why, like, why was I doing that to myself? So I had to start asking myself that question is what is it about me that is, is allowing myself to put myself in this situation over and over and over. And that can be with anything. It could be with fad dieting. It could be with dating. It could be with anything really, but like asking yourself those hard fucking questions and looking inward. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's definitely for attraction. It's, it's definitely the energy and you can feel somebody's yeah. energy and, and yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah. That's, and I, that's, I, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of what I talk about on TikTok because look, all of us want to feel a certain way. We want to look a certain way. We want like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, right. Yeah. I have a personal trainer for a reason, right? Like I want to feel and look amazing, but what I understand fundamentally is that if I just work on my body without really fundamentally working on self-trust, which I, I t- is the foundation of my work, like, do you trust yourself? Do you show up for you? So I'm not looking for someone outside of me to validate me. I'm like, yeah. I show up every day and I move my body. I show up every day and I drink my water. I show up every day and I speak the truth. I show up every day and I write a blog. I show up every day and I'm showing up as my best. If I don't do that consistently, nothing I do to my body is, is going to be enough. So I, I fundamentally yep. get that. Got to do it for yourself first and yeah. foremost. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Um, so you kind of alluded to this then too, with, you know, things opening back up and travel starting to pick up for people. What, uh, yeah, yeah. what do you have in store? Do you have anything you can announce right now? Or do you like, do you have anything in the plans or? Yes. Um, I have a couple of live events coming up. So we're starting in, in Canada because that's where I live, starting in Toronto. And then we're moving out to the U.S. So I'll be Uh-oh. sweeping across the nation. Okay. I'll let you know. But definitely we're we ending up in L.A. in November. Um, but I'll be announcing uh, tour dates soon. Really excited about that. And then I also Amazing. still have programs online because... I mean, let's face it, there, there, we can't always get any everywhere. And so um, there's always more stuff in the pipes. I've got a lot yeah, of stuff. Definitely. Do you find that, you know, these last two years coming out of these last two years of the global pandemic, people are more 
accepting of what you have to talk about and, and going through this self-discovery journey and just being true to themselves? Yes and no. I think people are hungry for it on some level, but I think people are really, we have like compassion fatigue. I think mm. a lot of us have PTSD. Like literally now that I'm announcing dates and I'm announcing live events, I have people like, I really want to come. And I don't know if I'm ready to be around a hundred people. Like, I think there's, I'm interested to see, cause I haven't run a live event yet. So I'm interested okay. to see what actually happens. But fundamentally, I think people have shed a whole lot of crap, the way that we work, the relationships that we put up with. I think people are still hungry for it, but I think, I really do think that it's still too soon to tell. I think we're raw. A lot okay. of us are raw. And so that's one of the reasons why my live events that used to be very like intense and in your face, I've really softened them a little bit because mm -hmm. I think less than needing that kind of fury, I think we want to feel connected. I think people want to feel like there's a safe place. And while you and Beth, like, you know, what I love most about you is your fury. Like I freaking love it. It's, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, what I also know about you is that you have a big heart and I'm sure the same is true for you, Beth. Like you do what you do because you care deeply and people mm -hmm. feel that, you know, if you were just on TikTok ranting and raving and, you know, telling people off and like, you know, swearing. Right. That wouldn't be enough. It's not sustainable. Like okay. people wouldn't gravitate, right? But what people fundamentally, people who get you know, is that you really care deeply about people yeah. and them changing. And so yeah. that's that. That's that place, that sweet spot that I'm looking for right now. That I think is so important right now because people are are raw. Like we're raw from the past two years. And so right. you need someone to speak. You know, shoot us, shoot straight but also to create a safe place for us to say, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. This is so yeah. hard. Yeah. Don't you find that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's um, yeah. You can't always just be in your face it, it, yeah. <laughs> as much as, yeah. as much as I, as much as I enjoy doing my content where I'm just telling it, telling it how it is and just like mm -hmm. stop fucking around and doing, you know, like I can't, it's exhausting for myself to do that. And like, I can only right. do that every once in a while. It's got, it's, I can't do that if I'm not feeling it, right? It just goes back to being authentic. If if mm -hmm. I'm not feeling like that message and then I can't, it, it would come across in my content because like, oh, this just feels forced. But I'm right. sure when you're working, one, like for you too, Beth, like when you're actually working with a client one-on-one, -on -one, you're not like with a megaphone as a drill sergeant. Like no, you're no. understanding, I mean, you tell me, but I, I'm assuming that there's like, what's going on? Like, let's talk, what's getting in your way. Like there, I'm sure there's a, there's some harmony and your mm -hmm. approach. Yin and yang. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely different than than our TikToks. I think yeah. that's what people are like. I would never hire you as a coach. You know, you get that every once in a while. It's like, well, do you think I'm like on here? Like in, on the phone with you saying this shit, like I am. You right think now? I'm calling my client an idiot? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can be scary that can be scary yeah. but I think people intuitively understand like when they watch your I know like Matt like when you know I watch yourself I know that you 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 fundamentally care that comes through and that's important yeah, yeah. yeah. appreciate that appreciate that I'm not that's very evident in your in your in your message as well so thank you and I do come across you know it's funny people when they meet me I'm I'm very feisty and I'm very sassy and I'm very in your face all of mm -hmm. that yet yeah. and People are surprised when they meet me that I have a real, I don't know if it's tender, but I, I, it comes from a place of deeply caring because I understand how they feel. I know that place deeply. And it's not because I'm over it. 
please do not misunderstand. I haven't like run the race and cut through the ribbon. And it's like, I love myself. I'm good. I struggle too. And so I just have figured out a process that gets me up and out of that space quicker and faster. You know, I'm, I I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm calling you out, but like, do you every single day want to eat clean and, and work out? Or do you have days where you're just like, I'm not sure I'm feeling it, but you have a, you fundamentally either have a system or a check in place. Like, I don't know. Me personally, no, most days I don't feel like doing the, hitting the gym and, and going and and spending two hours a day if I'm doing that, you know? Um, But I know, like you said, that's who I am at this point. That's my identity. I'm, I I love strength training and and I'm doing my first powerlifting competition. That's me right now, you know, now this time next week, that's not going to be me. My identity is going to be changing again here soon. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to find that next thing. You know, right now I'm a Mm powerlifter in training next week. I'm not going to be a powerlifter. What the fuck next? I don't know, but I'll find it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, and what about you, like, I'm really curious because I always think, gosh, if you're in this industry, you've got to just eat, sleep and dream fitness or health. Like, no. I think it's just, we've built habits over, over time that I've kept consistent and I don't even think about them anymore. I just do them. Um, but now we're teaching other people to build a lifestyle that they can stick to. Like now we've built a lifestyle that we can stick to. And it's like second nature at this point. Um, you know, it doesn't mean I want to work out four times a week all the time, but I do it because I know how it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. I think that's important for people to hear. Cause uh, you know, like I, I never want to feel so unreachable or, you know, mm-hmm. people feel so disconnected. They're like, that's for Gina because Gina feels so great in her skin. No, there's days yeah. I'm like, damn, what she, uh, uh, like, so, you know, I just, but I know mm-hmm. what to do in those instances. Like I have my wow. moment and I know what I need to do to get myself in state or get myself into, I have habits built in to yeah. get myself that place and so it's never it's never really ending and I think that's important because mm-hmm. people always yeah, say to me the famous line is I'm not there yet I'm working on it I'm not there. never going to be there I'm working on it I think, until, right? like, we're, I think we're all a work in progress right oh, yeah. always always striving to be better in our own own way mm-hmm. I don't want to meet anyone who's done like when you're done you're dead like if you say right. to me, yes. I'm done, like I'm yeah. as far as I'm gonna go like I'm done yeah is that growth, like, the growth mentality yeah yeah. yeah. It's like when people ask, you know, how long is it going to take me to reach my goal? How long, however long it takes, like it, it's, yeah. this is never ending, right? You're always going to find something that you want to be better at. Yes. Hopefully you always have a goal you're chasing. If, yeah. we're not, if we're not striving for growth and trying to learn and be a better person, like you're regressing, you know? Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and, and I don't have any capacity, time or energy for that in my life personally. Yeah. 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 I surround myself with people that are on the same mind, the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and even, we're all here. <laughs> right. even in that, like there's ebb and flow too. Like I'm not always like, gotta hit my goal, gotta hit my goal. I do give myself grace periods where I, absolutely. I, you know, like I, I guess you'd call it plateauing, but it's more like integrating. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, 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 go. And now I'm integrating. Like I have to like, Little I'm be this kind of person. And now that I've integrated these habits, like I need to just have some consistency and not mm-hmm. just keep trying to grow that's like, so important actually allow myself to work out five times a week you know strength train five times a week eat this lifestyle and I'm going to just build this until it's until my body gets acclimatized to it and then maybe I'm like hmm, now what do I want to do maybe I want to you know fill in the blanks yeah, totally that's a-, and that's a really important point too like um yeah. my my takeaway from that is 
maintenance, just simply being and doing the damn thing, that is huge progress too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's actually a reoccurring theme that I've picked up on, on some client with some clients recently. And they just needed to hear me say that, like, no, you're doing great. You're, you're doing everything you need to do. Like you're, you're maintaining and that's okay. Like we go through these seasons of change, um, yeah. especially with weather and our own personal life and our career and everything. Yeah. You're always going to be changing. You're always going to be evolving. Sometimes just maintaining the status quo is perfectly fucking okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the personal growth industry, again, like I, that I've been part of for, has really sold us a lie. And the lie is that we have to constantly be chasing, like constantly yeah. be chasing, but part of growing is integration. Integration is, you know, you, you get to that place. And like, I have to integrate that I'm a person who works out five times a week, or I have to right. integrate that. I have to get my body system acclimatized to that. And that's, that's an important part of growth. Like it's really just is. like when you're working out, like the muscle is, is, is healing. It's or rehabilitating. Like it's, it's getting used to being that size. So um, I think, I, you know, we, we, we are so hard on ourselves. <laughs> We're so hard oh. on ourselves. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Give it some, some compassion, some grace for ourselves goes a long way. And that's, oh, that's something I try to portray a lot in my, in my content, especially is like, give yourself some fucking grace. Like, especially like through these last two years, people are so like, Oh, I've gained the pandemic 20 or whatever, this and this. And like, okay. Like it served you during that time. Okay. You know, um, I don't know. Let's move on from it. Let's happen. Who cares? Like, let's look at other things, you know? Um, it's, it's just tough. We have to just start being compassionate towards ourselves at some point. I, I think that's that's so related to health overall because I, I know for myself fighting against my body, which I did my entire life. Like yeah. my body, I came from a legacy of obesity. So my parents, my grandparents, like people died for obesity-related reasons all the way back as far as I could remember. And even since I was a child, like five years old, I was told the story of being fat. We are a fat family. We yeah, love this food. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And so it, my whole life, it was like me versus my body. Like I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to restrict myself. I'm going to. And so the more that's fragmentation, right? Like uh, it's like, there's me and then there's my body. And if we're at war with our body, how the hell are we going to achieve anything? And yes. so I, that's the been probably even the biggest healing for me is about three or four years ago, I decided to stop the whole changing of my body. Just just to be in my body and make peace with it mm-hmm. was my goal. And that's actually when things started to change. That wasn't my goal, but things started to change fundamentally about my relationship to her. I was like, but it, it took a while. It's unprogramming all that crap, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. And yeah, loving loving yourself and accept accepting yourself and just knowing that right now, as you are, you're enough. You don't need to change for anybody, anyone, anything, but if you want to do it for yourself, I'm like, I I'll be the first person to tell you, fuck. Yeah. Like, like, let's do it. Let's do it for the right reasons. But um, starts now with wherever you are in your journey. I don't care if you can't walk 10 minutes without, without being out of breath. I don't care if you can't lift a dumbbell. It doesn't matter, but we still need to start loving ourselves first. Yeah. Cause if we do it from a place of I'm punishing my body, like, and this is a really tricky subjects too because i'll make yeah. content out there talking about that and people are like okay but how do i do that yeah yeah nobody knows how to do that and it's a i 
don't know if there's a straightforward answer to that because right. everybody's different. Everybody responds to things differently. Everybody's got different um, experiences, traumas that they have to process and things like that. So I don't even know where to begin with how, how, how people do that. Well, I don't, I don't know that no, I have, I did it. I, I'll share, I'll share one of the things that I, that I talk about because everybody tells you to love yourself. Nobody tells you how. And so yeah. for me, love, think about the best way to think about it is think about being in relationship with somebody else. Cause it's very hard for us to see our relationship with ourselves. It's like, I don't know where to look. So yeah. if yeah. I look at being in a relationship with a guy, right. So how do you love someone? What does it mean to love someone? What it means is that you look at them and you, first of all, you get to know them. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, the first step to loving someone is getting to know somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? Like, what yeah. do you stand for? What do you do? Who, like, what do you care about? What's important to you, right? So I would do the same things with myself. Like, I have a whole program where it's like, who, who, the, who am I actually really? Like, who, okay, so get to know the other person. Yeah. Spend some time with them. Go on dates with them. Go explore with them. See what they're like under stressful situations, under fun. Like, who are they fundamentally? So that's number one, is get to know them. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But yeah. then the second part of that is accepting who they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like Matt, these are all your great qualities. I love you. you have a growth mindset. You're so positive. You're so optimistic. And you know, the bad and the ugly is sometimes you can be a, you know, I don't know, like, right? You can be an asshole. I'm sure there are things. I'm aware. I'm right out of thin air, but I'm sure there are, you know. And so accepting that this is who you are, you know, maybe you're a procrastinator, maybe you're a drill. Oh yeah. Big time. You have tough love. Like people always tell me like tough love is like, so whatever, but I accept it. Mm -hmm. I accept it. So know, know who you are and then accept it. Say, you know Mm -hmm. what? Like I did a post, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was like, loving myself doesn't include just loving the good parts. It's like all the parts. So here are 10 things that I don't like about myself particularly, but I accept it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I accept that I'm a procrastinator. I actually think I work really well under pressure. So all my life, I'm like, I hate that I'm a procrastinator. I accept it now. It's actually fun. You're giving yourself fun. that pressure, that artificial pressure, yeah. right? But yeah. It's just, so I have like, the, these are the parts of me that I don't like, but I accept them. And some of these things I want to change. And some of these things, they're, I accept it. It's who yeah. I am. So so, and that's, that's the, the recipe for love. It's like, know the other person and accept all parts of them. And then love is the action. It's the showing of the demonstration of care. So I do the same thing with myself. Who am I? I figure out who I am. And there's lots of ways that you can do that. And then number two, I accept those parts of myself. I look at those parts and I say, this is who I am. I'm a person who doesn't particularly like exercise you know, or doesn't, whatever, fill in the blank. And then number three is I I create actions, habits, we call them habits, actions to show myself love. I find ways to move my body that I love. You know, I love to dance. I love Mm -hmm. to walk. I love to hike. I love being in nature. So that's how you love yourself. And that's the recipe to, to love yourself. There you go. There we go. Well, now everybody I love that. This is going to love themselves. No, <laughs> accept and love. Accept, yes. No, no Start with acceptance. Yes. That's it. Woo, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's gold right there. Amazing. I can't wait to hear more about your tour. I am definitely going to come out and see you. Um, I'm going to bring like a fucking squad with me or something. What like, everybody, say. everybody needs yeah, to hear we, what you're saying. Yeah. I love you. Well, we can co-create something. We can, we can absolutely. Yeah. Co-create something. something. Where are you? I'm in Maine. Oh, okay. Okay. 
and I'm in uh, Northwest Ohio. So, I know exactly where you are. Yeah, awesome. Yep, it's like what for, for for car drive? It's probably like four or five hours or something. Yeah, between we can the two make of us. something happen. We can yeah. make magic happen. This is how, this is how we do it. We just bring people yeah. together, and because you know, fundamentally, this goes back to the beginning of this conversation. Is like how we do anything is creating environments. We have to create mm -hmm. an ecosystem of people who want the same things, who are yeah. speaking the same language. It's fundamental. Yes. It's fundamental. You you can't do it on your own. So yep. so that's that's what we do. I I love it. And even if if it doesn't happen when you're on tour, obviously you'd be very busy at that point. Beth and I have talked a lot about like getting um, just all these amazing people that we've networked and met and made friends with over the last mm -hmm. two years, getting us all together at some point and just like yeah. doing an event or just collaborating on all kinds of okay. cool shit. Like yeah, I'm I'm always in. I'm always in because when you meet people who you're aligned with, you it's always a yes. Yes. It's, always yeah. a, it's always a fuck yes. If it's not, if it's not a fuck it's yes, a fuck it's, a, it's a fuck no. Fuck no. So. <laughs> awesome. So, um, Beth, do you have anything you want to ask Gina before we start saying our our, our goodbyes? Or um... you, I actually was going to ask about like the touring and stuff, but you you did it already. So. Oh damn it! I stole your thunder. I, I... I wanted to see um, where she was going to be touring because I want to. Yeah, and we're out. still. I'm still in the. Pro you know, literally, we just got the green light like just a couple weeks ago. So I've got my team kind of putting their feelers out. Previously, in the previous world, pre-COVID world, I usually tour book a tour a year in advance. So usually, like I'd be booked out for a year. But because mm -hmm. we, the world is just opening up, it's like we don't know what to do. We're like deer with wobbly legs. Like yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's bizarre because it takes usually a year to plan. So we're, it's a brave new world. We're trying new things, but I will always announce it and I will, I will keep you close. I would love to collide yeah. world. So uh, we thank you. Sure. And sure. on that note, so if people want to pay attention to your announcements for your tour, anything else, like where can people find you? Where can they get the most mm -hmm. updated information about you or maybe even yeah, collaborate, um, connect with you, work with you, anything. Yes, I'm pretty much everywhere. My website's being revamped, so don't go there, but go to anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. It's Gina Too Much Woman. Gina Too You'll Much Woman. I'm the, I'm the loud one. <laughs> <laughs> the loud mm -hmm. redhead, and we'll tag you in our in our yes. uh, show notes, of course. So. Awesome, I can't wait to share it out. Yeah. Thank you so guys. What a pleasure meeting you, Thank Beth. Thank you so much. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you. And Matt, Thank you know you. I love you. I love yes, you love you too. And, um, yeah. Thank appreciate you again, Gina, for, for your time. Do, do truly Bye, appreciate everybody. it. Bye. All right. Bye. You. All right. What's up? <laughs> Beth, oh my God. So Gina, too much woman. What I love you, her. What, what were your thoughts there? Um, My thoughts were, you know, she reminds me a lot of, you know, how, what we talk about really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved to hear about, you know, the steps to love yourself because that's such a question that we get all the time. Like, it's like, it how do you tell someone to love yourself? Like, and I, I really loved her answer because it, I was like, wow, okay, that really makes sense. It kind of put it in perspective for me because it's something that, you know, maybe we've worked on, but really can't even put it into words how to, how to love yourself. You just take action, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Going up for yourself, then, I think is the most important thing too. Yeah. And then yeah. I like the, you know, pretend that you're in a relationship, which was like, okay, you can really put it in perspective that way when you look at it that way. Like, I love that really too. And Yes. And really, like, you can date yourself too. Take yourself out on dates. And yes. Go yes. to the fucking movie by yourself. Go out to dinner by yourself. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I love traveling by myself. There, that's when I've done a lot of the, my own discoveries traveling by myself. And the thing is, I never used to be like that. And that's when yep. I didn't like myself. 
I have yeah. to always be around people. You need other I was people so to be happy. Uncomfortable being alone. Like I hated it. Yeah. Um, and now it's like I love nothing more than to be alone. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, that being alone, um, being being by yourself can is very fucking addicting too. That can be there's a there's yeah. a, that's a slippery slope. So <laughs> you gotta be careful with yeah, that one. It really is. <laughs> it but, really is, yeah. For sure. Um so I am coming to see you in four, what, four days? Five I know, days? Oh my, my God. God. Yes, I'm Do so this. excited. So Tuesday, we're doing our photo shoot. And okay. I think Monday, Monday afternoon, Hunter was wandering. We're hoping we can hang out all together. Yeah, let's um, put, that, put, on, put that on the agenda. Hell yeah, let's um, do that. So maybe go to dinner or something that okay. evening. I'm down. Um, podcasting, TikToking. Yep, all uh, the... People are going to probably get sick of us by the end of the week. We're going to have so much shit out there. So <laughs> we can put stuff in our drafts too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can make content for later dates. Yep. I got my, then- my keto Ken wig is ready to go. I'm going to go put it in my awesome. suitcase. And- <laughs> <laughs> did you get a hotel? Don't say where it is. Just I did. I did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely got the hotel. Um, shit. That reminds me I need to get a car, but I'll, I'll go get, I'll get on that today. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. And apparently the weather is supposed to be nice next week. Oh, yes. Here in Ohio, it's like 70. So like, I'll take some nice main um, sunshine, hopefully, and some some hiking. Can't wait to get some fucking hiking. Yes, I'm trying to figure out the best hike that I want to take you on. That's uh, okay. I'm working on that. I mean, there's there's so much to choose from. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's not a problem. And really quickly, I wanted to give an update um, for everybody listening, for you, Beth, too. My powerlifting prep is coming mm-hmm. to an end. Um, my meet is in three days from now. So when people are listening to this, it will be the day after this podcast comes out on Saturday. I am so fucking excited. Um, That's so exciting. Nerves, nerves have not set in. I'm trying to do everything I can for that to not happen. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to excited to see what I can do, where the, what yeah. this last eight weeks of intense training has, has led me to. And um, yeah, I'm a uh, I'm still a pound away from my stupid goal weight for my weight class, which is 198, um, 0.25, very specific. Um, mm-hmm. But the nice thing is I'm not going to fret about it. That's, I don't need to be stressed about that right now. It'll happen. Yeah. If I don't meet my goal, my weight class, I can actually just compete in the next higher up class, um, which I can, I can still compete. And not, that's my goal, right? Is I just want to go there, right. show up and do the fucking thing. And so I'm going to do that regardless. And I'm going to show up and yeah. be the best version of myself. I'm not going to let the scale weights stress me the fuck out about that. So. Right. Um, I, of course you're probably going to film it. I hope. Yep. Gonna, I'm actually, so they have a, um, so I've got some f- family coming, uh, which is co- going to be cool. They'll be, they'll be recording and I'm sure, um, mm-hmm. friends I think are coming. Um, but they also have like this service, their professional photographers that do all their events as well that I can, that I can pay for their services as well. So I'm thinking about doing that as well. So definitely going to record like some behind the scenes stuff, as long as it's not distracting for me. So yeah. Now, do you have your little fucking outfit? What do they call it? What's the name for it? Singlet. (laughs) Yeah, it came in for some reason it got delivered to my parents' house. So I got to go get that today. I've never worn a singlet in my life. Oh, we're going to see Matt and a singlet. <laughs> yeah, that makes me a little uncomfortable, but um, oh, I love it. That's it's awesome. Just weird. It's just weird to me because I usually lift weights in like sweatpants and a fucking sweatshirt and stuff, right? you know. So um it'll be very weird, but um gotta gotta play by their rules. So yeah, my new knee yeah. sleeves came in today because the knee sleeves that I've been using 
weren't, they were too thick. So they weren't regulation. So I got to go try those in and, and I'll probably just wear them around the house and break them in a little bit. Yeah. But, um, I'm, it's so weird too. Their, their uniforms are so oddly specific. You have to wear a specific type of underwear and socks and everything. Really? Yeah. Like huh. you have to wear briefs, I think. And you can't like, it's because like, they don't want like compression stuff because compression right, right. can act as a performance enhancer with giving you a little bit of a more bounce in your and movement mm-hmm. and things like that. So I have to do all that weird stuff with the equipment check. So, but um, now, do I'm you just, wear specific shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Your shoes have to be, um, so I got, I got new Chucks, new Converse for, for the, okay. for the meat. Um, they have to be regulation and everything too. So mm-hmm. they're very specific. Super exciting. <laughs> yeah, and this super is, exciting. is this in uh, Pennsylvania? Ohio. It's, um, okay. over, it's over like the Canton Akron area. So, okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. My buddy Dalski, which we talk about him on the, on the podcast a lot. He mm-hmm. messaged, he sent me a text last night. He's like, Hey, is it cool if I come? I'm like, fuck yeah. If you want to come, like, come on out, dude. So yeah, I think he'll be coming. So, yeah. That's awesome. He lives in Pittsburgh, which is pretty close for him there. So awesome. Can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And then we're going to get my coach on uh, the podcast too, right? To do uh, what we learned from that and everything, what that was like. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to know his perspective on what it was like to coach me throughout this process. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Interview the coach. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Beth. Well, I'll be seeing you here in a few days. Um, yeah you enjoy the rest of your week you too talk to you soon okay bye Bye. and that is a wrap for this episode of cut the crap with beth and matt did we help you cut through the bullshit we want to know send us a dm on instagram and share your thoughts we'd love to hear them and if you did find this one helpful why not share this episode with a friend I know I personally love it when a friend shares their favorite podcast with me along with a text saying, oh my God, you have got to check out this podcast. You'll love it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future.